Shut up, I love it. Sasha, I want to invite you to get ready with me. Shut up. I love it. I'm Joe Cabello. I'm Sasha Feiler, and this is Shut Up, I Love It. That was a nice podcast. intonation. I like that. Thank、We've、you. I'm trying, that. I'm trying something new. Sasha Feiler. Feiler, this is something.、Uh, I was just copying whatever you brought in, and I was just adding to it. So I was complimenting myself,、in. really. <laughs> what I was doing, but no, go ahead. Don't let me、um, stop you, Sasha. Yeah. Well. I'm unstoppable because this is Shut Up I Love It, a podcast where we invite a special guest to talk about something underrated, underrepresented, misunderstood, unloved, hated—you name it, they'll name it. Under、themselves. government scrutiny. Love it, love it. Very specific. Never had that before. But my today joining us, who is joining us today, Joe? I'm excited. We got a director and director of photography raising money for her short. She's shooting on Kodak 16 millimeter film, and it's all about girlhood and growing up way too fast. Called Sunkiss, and we'll be, get to talk about that a little bit later. But we have her here, Candice Rose, or as I call her, the Dice Master. <laughs> Thank you. What a great intro. So eloquent. Well, you wrote it. So again, we're in a. <laughs> you embellished in, it.、Yeah. You took my kernel of a shitty idea and made it beautiful.、Aww. You know, you got to add the spice to it. The ice spice, <laughs> as they say now. The dice spice. The、um, dice spice. Yeah. Why did I say ice spice? There you go. <laughs> That's bad. Spice, That was、baby. stupid. Uh, Candice, uh, we're so excited to have you. What are you here to talk about on Shut Up I Love It? Thank you.、Um, okay, I'm here to talk about TikTok. Mm. Mm, the Keisha song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't even know if that's, the, is the, that's the name of the song. I, I just know they say the sound、no、the an alarm clock makes an old one. Yes, the、alarm. sound of the alarm clock. Your no, favorite、uh, John Wick line. About... <laughs> no,、uh, social media network、oh. TikTok under government scrutiny.、Yeah. By the way, yeah. Is totally. It? Like、yeah. yeah, it should be. He's, he's, I was like, "What rock have you lived under?" <laughs> um, so TikTok, the app. Okay, well,、mm-hmm. I think that's clear enough. I want to know why you think this multi-billion-dollar、mm-hmm. company is a shut up. I love it. <laughs> um, I well, I think that as a filmmaker and as A queer woman, TikTok is just such an amazing and special place in my heart, and I find, especially as a filmmaker, that it is often like reviled by so many people as being so antithetical to cin- cinema. But I think it's like if you peel back the teenage kids dancing and peel back some of the more superficial aspects, I think it can teach us a lot about. Cinema and it definitely has a huge place in social activism that I think is like just incredible and unparalleled. Wow,、Very、I love that you're already touching on the subject of how it's、uh, antithetical to cinema because that is my big stance. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> well, good. I'll be a good one to debate with you as to why I think it can help cinema. That's, That's yeah. I I'm excited for that because you know. I agree that it is this、um, 
it's a contentious social media because it ro- it's probably the most popular, or at least like rose the fastest, it seems. And, you know, everybody has seems to have an opinion on it, even if they have not seen the app at all or downloaded it. Yeah. Like everybody seems to have one and it's kind of weird like that. So I wonder, Sasha, what is your experience prior to this? Intentionally, uh, pretty much zero. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yep. Dang. I mean, like I must have run into a version of a TikTok video somewhere like reposted by somebody. So then it has TikTok logo on it on Instagram or something where sometimes I spend time. But um, yeah, no, um, hard pass, but also like (laughs) willing to hear more. Um, What about you, Joe? It's weird. I actually don't browse it Mm -hmm. at all. I browse Instagram, but you just get TikTok videos. Mm Mm-hmm on Instagram, or, you know, at least half of them are, and vice versa. Um, Yeah, the joke on TikTok is that you real users are getting news super late. Like, there was a trend on TikTok for a while that was taking, like, major historical events and recreating it, and under the, like, headline (laughs) of, like, Instagram real users find out the Titanic sank, you know, Mm. because it's like, y'all are so late to the party on everything. Yeah, there is a hierarchy of information uh, like that. Like, I would go on Twitter (laughs) at 5 a.m. when I woke up and stuff and see tweets, hit tweets from, like, East Coast, and then you would see them on Instagram, like, 3 p.m. start Mm -hmm. to go. But, uh, so I actually don't look at it a lot, but I also feel like I am looking at it quite frequently yeah okay i got my work cut out for me i hope i can slightly convert you guys into Maybe. perhaps being we're TikTok open fans. we're open uh tell us though candace have you always been um a fan of the platform or did your love just slowly grow um yeah so my love for tiktok was born out of the pandemic um i knew it had existed and prior to march 2020 my understanding of it was probably much like how you guys felt and much like how most of us as elder millennials and above was like, oh, this is just an app for teenagers. It's just they make stupid little things and that's it. And so I got on it in in 2020 being like, I need a distraction because Mm -hmm. the world is fucking on fire and I just need to hide and like stupid dance videos sounds like a perfect thing for me right and you now. don't have your dog yet at this point we're talking I don't have my dog <laughs> no so I don't have my dog yeah you don't have a real like dog slash person and the dog yeah Harry if you're on TikTok to too much get a dog <laughs> yeah yeah I was just like living with my ex and we were like bracing for the pandemic storm and I was like let me get on TikTok and see what this is about and yeah in the early my early experience with it it was that like stupid you know like oh just distraction dumb little trends and videos like that but the thing where it shifted for me was the murder of George Floyd was so incredibly documented on TikTok in a way that was so unlike everything that was happening in mainstream media and there were videos of people who were like in BLM protests all over the country 
who were live streaming or making just videos right then and there, unfiltered of what you were actually seeing, what was actually happening, of both the peaceful side of the protests and then watching police officers come in and purposefully antagonize these protesters. And nowhere was mainstream media reporting on this or reporting on it. And, and if they were, it was like highly uh, one-sided mm. and really filtered. And so that really, and I've been somebody who's been like a social justice activist person since like I was little, you know, like a little kid. Like I remember being five years old and like sort of protesting against sexist policies in my kindergarten about girls wearing skirts versus not like it's crazy you know so that opened my eyes as to like what an incredible tool it was and that this is like so much more than stupid dance videos um do you yeah. enjoy the and dance videos though the dance videos were fun did you, you know? hit okay. some of those trends um, the ducky, I suck a dance. That's like 25 years old. <laughs> yeah, that's not a TikTok dance. Um, and uh, so no, I, I suck at it. But I'm yeah. curious, like, um, because for me, Twitter was kind of, as far as that uh, specific lens of looking at a social media, Twitter was that for me. Um, yeah. And I'm wondering. Yeah, and Twitter has that incredible history of social justice as well, which is also RIP, freaking Elon Musk buying it, because that has, like, changed access to all those things. But, yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's, I think what Elon did with it is great. But that's not for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that's um, somebody else's But topic. were, was it TikTok that opened you that, were you on Twitter? Or did you find that uh, kind of sort of access to different voices and opinions and news sources other places before then? Yeah, so I wasn't on Twitter. Um, I always felt like tw Twitter was a little bit more of a writer's medium. And being a visual artist, I just like never found a space on Twitter. So I was on Instagram and Facebook and all that, and especially on Instagram as a like photographer and cinematographer and stuff like that. And you know, and I'd certainly see people would post articles and people would post these other things. But here's where it starts to relate into cinema as well is that when you can see like real time live stuff and like that's unfiltered, it's POV, there's no bullshit that's happening and it's from people who are actually on the ground I think that's just so incredibly powerful and that's a part of the reason why I think governments are trying to ban it um because it has this incredible potential to like unite all of us against also, whatever propaganda they want to sell see uh, unless I'm mistaken it's also because it's owned by a Chinese company that also um mostly like has AI is what they make right and then TikTok is just one of a small fraction of all the money they make. So, yeah, so a little bit of a, just yeah. a correction. So ByteDance is the parent company of TikTok, which is actually a Singaporean, TikTok Singaporean. And TikTok several years ago, because of mandates, had also opened offices, I believe in California. I know in U.S. soil, and I'm pretty sure in California. And for um, full disclosure for everybody, you are a VP at TikTok. <laughs> uh, we just need to <laughs> no, make No, not at all. I'm just a huge advocate. And Mr. Show is, like, amazing, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, and if you want, like, definitely go watch some of the, I can't remember what they call it, but the, like, witch hunt that was Congress when they invited the CEO of TikTok to come and sit before Congress and get grilled. If you want to see your grandpa asking questions about how Wi-Fi works, it's a great comedy to watch mm -hmm. this congressional hearing. And, yeah, and he said 100,000 times in that hearing, he's like, I'm Singaporean, the company's Singaporean, so 
not China. Yeah. But yeah, they're, that's the like guys they're trying to do it under is like, oh, we're trying to protect people from Chinese whatever. And they've shown up and down like and been very transparent in that like China doesn't have any access to it. Okay, well, it was founded by Chinese entrepreneurs until it's com- unless it's completely wrong what I'm looking at. Right, it was that founded. That could be by- true. I, I You're looking on TikTok, right? <laughs> it actually does. So, I can't go to newsroom. I but, can't um, know if it's founded or not. That I can't. But is but it's not a Chinese company as of now, when okay. for at least some period of time. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Very. Interesting. But please correct me, and if so, we can edit that out. I, I mean, it says by dance. Sound. It says it's a Chinese internet technology company. Straight up, it says on right. Wikipedia, headquartered in Beijing and incorporated in the Kaiman. Uh, uh, I don't. Right. I don't know but geography t- islands. But, but TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. We're yeah, getting the real that. scoop here. We're getting real scoop. It. We're Do getting it. into it. We're getting into it. But um, we've never been unfactual in the show yeah, before. It is interesting. I would never go. I never check anything. Literally on this show. But um, the whole time I thought this company yeah. is Chinese. But also the fact that this company also makes the AI, which I'm not necessarily hating the fact that AI exists, but. I'm just saying. Yeah, so you're, a lot of you are correct. Wear. I'm looking that, yes, ByteDance is a Chinese parent company. But like I said, my understanding is that it's like TikTok itself is like separate from that. Um, like, let's see if I try to find it. And this is not uncommon. Uh, Nyan Tech, who did Pokemon Go, big hit. Everybody loved it. Everybody downloaded it. That is a big data company in China, yeah. I believe, as well. So I don't think these things are uncommon. And I think it's it's very easy to see any kind of nefarious deed within that and very well why wouldn't they i think an american company launching an app in china would attempt to do the same if it could um yeah well and also i think like you know again i'm finding stuff that it's true tiktok has dual headquarters in singapore and los angeles so I mean, I suppose, you know, again, I will stand corrected that I am incorrect that it's completely a Singaporean company, but it does have some level of that. But ultimately, it's kind of like, what does it matter? Like, I think that there's a lot of xenophobia that goes into being like, well, this company's Chinese. Sure. And and I think there's a lot of xenophobia surrounding TikTok and other Chinese companies and just being like, I think we need to do better than just be like, Chinese equal bad, you know? And be oh, like, For sure. Cool. And I don't want to sure. fall into that category ever. But um the fact that they supposedly harvest a lot of data and this is just yeah. one of the side projects but they do have access to billions of people through it right. makes me and wonder so, <laughs> yeah and so that was one of the things in the congress in the congressional hearings that they're like blah 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 data harvesting but yet it's like why aren't why isn't mark zuckerberg sitting in this trial oh, for room? sure zuckerberg yeah. they're not grilling they they're not they grilling did grill any him, of the american no, companies they did recently grill them <laughs> yeah, I, but I think post post TikTok and but I then Zuckerberg said, okay. Eventually, it was like, okay, if you, I'll censor anything you guys want. Then <laughs> that's right. what happened with Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, and I would be curious to go and watch like how much were they grilling about this data stuff. You know, I think, yeah, that it's like, it's just, it's very curious that it's like we're going to grill this Singaporean CEO about data harvesting mm, and, like, give zero Singaporean fucks about... Singaporean CEO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and give zero Delicious. fucks about, like, what American companies are doing. When it's, like, yeah, so, like, outside of George Floyd and BLM, like, it also has proven many more times over in its social activism, like, fast forward to... 
January 6, 2021, with the insurrection, and that, again, the media had very various degrees of reporting and misinformation, but the most accurate shit that was happening was people who were there on both sides of it, people who were the, like, stop the steal supporters, and the nuns and the people who were just there to report it and be counter-protesters were all having lives and showing what was happening. Well, I can say we were so peaceful there. (laughs) We. Um, I I should also say that, again, I I don't speak from an expert point of view at all, but I feel like there's other platforms that fulfill similar social justice or an attempt at such because it's all like personal accounts. Um, uh, But are they as big? Like, I think there's Telegram. also something Telegram to... is, is huge. Telegram is huge internationally. We don't use it. Nobody's using. But if you go to any country outside of America, people use it constantly. Like, and, like, WhatsApp and, like, um, Telegram. Like, it's, it's, it's pretty overwhelming how people just want to get on those apps immediately if you're in a different country. Um, but, again, that is not to take it away from TikTok because it yeah. probably, maybe, you know... Uh, has access to younger people or something that maybe you know, and including Americans that don't use yeah. Telegram and other stuff. So, so it does, yeah. that, that is to say that TikTok is not the only platform. No, I would hope not. Yeah, no, that would be sad if we only had one. It would social be, justice yeah. But being uh, video focused and uh, yeah. having the a huge user base, um, I think means a lot and especially a, a more youthful user base for uh mm-hmm. any of that because it's harder to get uh older people out of their uh zones their of, habits, uh, yeah. yeah and probably yeah. i think that's probably true of young people as well i think we need to check ourselves joe you're not young <laughs> <laughs> got it yeah. but i think Sasha. Well, and again, like my love for TikTok is multifaceted for sure. Like social justice is a definitely a huge part of that. But I think that another thing I love that just like what they do right is like how the algorithm works and how your for you page works. I think that's this like magic that TikTok has captured that I don't think anyone else has been able to capture. But I think is really how, how they cater to your taste. You mean? Yeah, they like uh, you know the joke is sort of that like TikTok like figures you out really quick. And um, my, I have a single, another single girlfriend and I, and we joke that the way we want to like judge our dates is be like, let me swipe on your for you page for a oh, few minutes so I can get a sense. Like, yeah, that's an invasion all, of like, privacy. That's not. <laughs> that's not right. Yeah, I'm going to invade in order to date safely. Because if I'm going out with some 45 year old and like all their videos are like teenage girls dancing, what's wrong with that? It's a red flag. What's wrong with that's that? A red flag. Red flag. Red flag. But yeah, I mean, because mine is like a lot of social justice, dog videos, and then like nerdy film shit is like my for you page. So yeah. Now, how does nerdy shit end up there? Because people who have an attention spam of a TikTok, like they probably don't watch like an old, you know, Alan Delon movie or something like, you know, French yeah. movie from 1973. Like how does, how does that... Being a filmmaker, and I assume this you know, is what I want to get into. Scope, of, yeah, me too. Yeah, because like I think Sa- Sasha, you are. I think you're on the side of the social justice part of it, even if yeah, there's other places. But yeah. you had said you do not think it's good for film. Yeah, I think as a you person said who loves yeah. cinema, I find it that it's it's it would be shocking, but I you know open to have my brain uh, exploded. Um, 
it, it, I find it shocking for somebody who can watch an old, you know, French new, new wave movie to also enjoy TikTok videos. So I, I'm sure those people exist, like unicorns do probably, but um, it's probably extremely rare and antithetical to how your brain works when you do mm. enjoy old movies. Can I just, so I'll hear. let you so, take the ball. I just want to say, I, I don't it. think yeah. you've seen enough of TikToks. what TikTok is. I agree. Glad, yeah. glad, I was gonna glad say, you have not seen it. But also, <laughs> tell me. But also, tell me. Well, the first myth I will dispel is the very first thing you said that you're like, oh, the attention span of TikToks. First of all, TikTok has evolved well past it being like a five second, 10 second thing. I believe now there's like a 10 minute limit posting, although I don't see that too often. And it's all dependent on how many followers you have. Like, I have enough followers that I can post a three minute video. Humble brag. Um, yeah. Couple brag, what's up? But uh, yeah, so it's not, it's gone, it's beyond just the like 10 second thing. Also, after the pandemic, we saw a huge influx of millennials and Gen Z and even some boomers getting on. So the demographic and the space has definitely shifted. And again, one of the things I love about TikTok is it brings so many people from so many communities. And much like the early days of YouTube, where people would just get on and nerd out about whatever it is they love. It's the same thing that happens on TikTok. And there's several like really incredible um, like cinema commenters who get on and do movie reviews and talk about everything from like super A24 specific to French New Wave and to like all kinds of shit. And people will upload clips of movies and analyze and break down. And even just outside of the like theoretical talking about cinema, there are people who make TikToks that are little cinematic movies that have like three act structure and are like funny or heartfelt or like dramatic or poetic. And it's really just well, sure, yeah. what people are creating. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree that if you put any restrictions, like, you know, like much like a 48 hour film festival, like if you put any restrictions uh, physical on a filmmaker, sometimes like really wonderful things can happen. Um, I just wonder if this is still one way to kind of cup out of the real thing or find the platform, find the, you know, listeners, like I'm a film critic and now I'm finding people who are into me because I'm using this platform, but it's like almost like functionally that's what I'm doing, not because I believe in it. Like I still want people, like that's the only way they can yeah. pay attention to I me. Mean- I can't speak to if somebody's on there to be a film critic because that's just where the audience is or because they love that. That I couldn't possibly speak to. But I guess like, and this is something I've said for years. So I started studying darkroom photography in 1999. And I was trained as a darkroom photographer for 10 years before I ever started working in digital. And I've always had such problems with the digital versus analog discussion. And this relates into TikTok and features. Yeah, we'll please. There. I'm married because, to a cinematographer, so I'm living yeah. the, whatever you're talking <laughs> right, about. So you I'm living it. this day and night. Yeah. Yeah. I've always hated that conversation because um, cinema and photography is a handmaiden to technology. You cannot have one without the other. Like photography was not invented by an artist. It was invented by scientists. It was invented by people who were curious about, can I like permanently record what this camera obscura is Mm -hmm. capturing? Mm -hmm. And then artists then take that and go, this is an amazing medium of which I can communicate thoughts, ideas, and emotions through. So, I think anybody who wants to be a film purist is just fully negating 
all of cinematic history. That's like coming in and being like, well, the only good movies were like made in 1960 Mm -hmm. and they're 90 minutes long and they're on 35 millimeter. And it's like, everything you said is right though. What? Everything you just said is right. The only good movies (laughs) are from 90 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sean, yeah. I mean, that's for another discussion. But, but yeah, to me, I'm always like, you know, like the famous theorists of like the medium is the message. And it's all like, this is all just tools to help you tell something. And it's the same thing when digital started coming around and people are like, well, that's not cinema. It has to be shown in film. And it's like that, you know, it's they're tools to tell a story. And am I saying TikTok is better than a slow burn two hour movie? No. Am I saying the two-hour slow burn movie is better than TikTok? No. I'm saying they both have a place and they're both valid forms of art and storytelling. And yeah. Yeah. I don't think one actually takes away from each other all that much, more so than just like more options of entertainment take away from all forms of entertainment, you know? So yeah, yeah I, I don't think like if I even watched dancing teenagers on TikTok only, that I'm not going to <laughs> like watching movies. Uh, right. You know, I don't think one means the other. And what I find interesting is actually, uh, like you've said, Candace, that there's some short films on there that use the vertical and mm-hmm. use kind of more of the snappy, you know, of course, truncated one minute, two minute by force right. to tell stories that use like, almost in internet language, but they're still mm-hmm. cinematic and, totally. and all that. So I think that's really interesting. Although I do have a lot of lamentation over sketch comedy, online sketch mm-hmm. comedy, going from like, let's say the funny or die era where you had really like cinematic sketches mm-hmm. and then going into TikTok where it's, you know, one person wearing a different shirt playing yeah. a doctor and a thing and a, and but a somebody would stuff. even tell you though that the funnier die was like garbage as compared to what they were writing on snl oh, sure. or, you know and that then somebody older than that would be like snl's fucking garbage compared to what you would go see on stage on vaudeville you know that it's like it, it's always evolving it's always changing and to say one is better than the other is just like an act of feudal puritanism that i just so then what makes if that's the case because i do kind of agree with you Candace that there's always going to be like the next generation like being like yeah. this is the cool thing and the older people are like no it's not like I totally agree <laughs> I think about it every day but I want to be like well what does then say like what then is the quality how can you tell then quality from from not quality like you know what I mean like so any new thing that's going to come in is going to be beneficial like beneficial to society um like if if like, there's still going to be some kind of qualifier that is like, well, I think this is better than, like, super violent, bloody, like, video games, you know, like, specifically. Or, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know the answer. I'm, I'm just putting yeah. it out there. Yeah. Like, I think good I is mean, good. I, like, I, like, I agree. I think good is good. And however we get there. Yeah. And to be like, what's quality and what's not. I don't know. Then you starting to get into, like you know, what the FCC was, like, developed for and things like PBS and thing, you know, and trying to decide, like, what's good for public consumption, what's not, and you get into censorism, and I don't know, it's all really fascinating, and to me, some of that, I think, is sort of antithetical to art to have censures, but then yet I also see the point of having 
you know, public oversight to make sure that things that are being made aren't like corrupting. The I mean, people. good is like good for the brain. Like, for example, I have a young mm. child. Like, what's good for her brain? Probably not everything I'm going to put in front of her. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't have access to screens yet. But That's but you right. said the key thing. But you said the key thing right there. That probably not everything I will put in front of her, and that's where I will go back. No matter if it is violent video games or not, that it's on the responsibility of the parents, point blank. It is not the responsibility of artists to parent our children or to protect them. It's on the responsibility sure. of parents to like. Oh sure, and I'm know, not blaming the yeah. artists. I'm talking about TikTok as a company that also you know like have multi-billion company and you know like does everybody who come on tiktok then classify as an artist is also i guess is a question um yeah. but i, I know i'm mean, kind of again, talking I don't myself think it's on yeah. tiktok to like i also don't think it's on tiktok much like i don't think it's on sony pictures to you know parent but elon musk and who let trump or trump back yeah oh, thank yeah, god nice. he's a great tweeter <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, you're 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 not wrong, Sasha, in that like there is gray area in that conversation. There absolutely is, and that I think a that's lot probably of where the truth lives. Be, yeah, yeah, and that's where like the you know like those things sort of have to be seen as on a case by case basis. Is like a large public fi- figure who's inciting violence worse than a video game that's inciting violence? I don't know. I have my opinions, yeah. but they're right. certainly open for debate as to how how more influential one is over another total i just want to throw one thing about the teenagers dancing and how that's yeah. not <laughs> affecting one liking um cool old movies um you know what that becomes i think a thing but it's individual basis when you have more limited time than most people again when you're a parent for example and you have very limited time so like with my limited time i have to be like all right, what do I do? Do I write? Do I watch a movie? Do I read? Do I like do journaling? Like what is out of all these things do I get to do? And this is when I have to hopefully make like a healthy decision, decisions that I think are for my brain. But that's again, very specific to, um, you know, like the limited time one has, and then what do you end up choosing? That kind of thing, yeah. like because everything is screaming for attention in this world. Totally, yeah, including yeah. your children, but um, but specifically like different platforms versus movies or whatever that may be for entertainment. Yeah, no, and I'm saying that all of those things are valid, and I'm not saying like you know, oh, you're crazy to only choose features. Uh, my my <laughs> sort of coming on here to profess my love for TikTok is to hopefully get those to not be curmudgeons about it and yeah. to see it as like it's allowed to exist and shouldn't just be demonized like right out the gate, especially just based on whatever U.S. government propaganda yeah. is yeah. floating In, in out, some ways, know? I feel like it's if some were to, someone were to say books are bad or books suck, it's like, well, that's kind of like pretty broad. There mm-hmm. are right. longer books, shorter <laughs> yeah. books, books about every single topic. I agree. It's by length. Factual. I agree. Shorter, longer. <laughs> they should be <laughs> sorted out Showed first. Books, but yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But so I don't think TikTok is quite as broad and a one-to-one match to books, but it is kind of like that where it's like, yeah, if you looked at this one corner that you don't like, it's bad. But there is a lot of garbage. There's a lot of, there is interesting stuff. Um, So I actually- I I don't doubt that it's extremely interesting, by the way. I am convinced that it's going to have more interesting stuff than anything I do, like curate it for me. I just don't yeah. know that I want to welcome it in my brain. No, that's that's fair. And that's fair. Yeah, I mean, and it's that's a drug. Where, you know, 
It is. It really is. And that's where I was asking before we started that I'm like, you know, can I sprinkle in a little bit of hate? I want to hear hate. Yes. And yeah, so some of my hate for TikTok, and it's not even just necessarily TikTok, it's like all digital media, including features and television, mm-hmm. okay. is that obviously all of these companies, their incentive is for you to stay on their platform, their channel, their movie theater as long as possible. Mm-hmm. And they're all playing with our brains and the like neurons and serotonin levels yeah. <clears throat> and absolutely trying to make us all as absolutely addicted and hopelessly mm-hmm. addicted as possible. So yeah, 100%. But to that to me, again, isn't like a TikTok specific issue. That is just a commercial media it's business issue. It's literally yeah. business. Doritos wants that. Even yeah. Clorox Everyone, is like, we right. want you to be addicted to fucking Clorox bleach. Yeah. And again, the same thing with feature films. Like, I want you to watch my movies. Like, I want to make movies that you watch, and I want your attention, and I want you to, like, come back for more. And so, yeah. But again, that's where uh, we have to, like, have conversations about personal responsibility and about, you know, and about supporting artistry. And this is a systemic thing, that we make sure we're supporting public education and, and broad education on all levels so that way kids don't just want to eat Doritos and they do want to go eat fresh vegetables because they've learned how to make them and they're tasty. And it's like the same thing. Like we want them to go and consume old movies from the thirties and consume whatever the new thing is and enjoy. And yeah. It it is a war. Yeah. And, and, but stopping (laughs) them, but stopping them would only result in them, you know, rebelling. So, and it's also kind of, I think even in some of those things as a parent, I can only imagine, uh, even though, your daughter's super young compared to like a teenager middle schooler. It's that whole thing of, oh, are you going to give them a cell phone at what age? And it's that, and it's that argument of, okay, do I take something away from them that society is well moving into? Or do I protect them in the way I know? And there are going to be crazy shit happening like, hey, we can implant your uh, fetus with a chip. If, they, sure. if, if we do it later when they're older... It'll be a really risky surgery, so should we do it now? And you're like, mm-hmm. well, fuck. Now I have to think about that. In the world where fetuses are all implanted with chips, you gotta you gotta take care of <laughs> and your fetus. Doritos talking about and Doritos, Doritos again. Implanting Doritos. It's gonna be the Tostitos chip mm. in your fetus. Yeah. Do you want mm-hmm. your baby to and be Takis. Cool Ranch you want or Takis. spicy nacho? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting the Funyun ring uh, implant. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the tertiary side. It, it has a 1% mm. chance of preventing pregnancy. The Funyun <laughs> ring. It's all, Yeah, it's also like the Nuva ring. It's sort of a twofer. <laughs> just from eating, by the way. You don't have to put it on anything. Yeah, you have it in. It? Just eating it, it just stops yeah. one out of 100 pregnancies. Five. The guy will yeah, eat you out and it tastes like, a, <laughs> tastes like onion. <laughs> That's and that what was everybody great. wants. Um, yeah. So is that with the hate ends though, right? Like with just kind of the commercial side of it all and trying uh, to control addiction. one's brain. Sure, the addiction. I mean, yeah, especially in the days of like the pandemic, I, you know, there would be times I would realize I'd been on the app for like eight fucking hours. But then I'd have to go, well, oh I've also binged a show for my eight God. hours, you know, so. But it yeah. feels different. It definitely feels different on sure, yeah. a TikTok or social media because, like, yeah, you, I, my, I'm more Instagram. I'll, you know, sit there and you're freaking like you can feel like a magnetic energy. 
<laughs> on yourself where you're like, dude, I need to get up. And you're like, but I can't. <laughs> Mustn't. It's, yeah. And it's bad. You, It's like you're watching yourself. Yeah. There used to be a guy who would pop up on your TikTok that they created this little video and he would pop up and go, hold up, you've been on your phone for a while and you could skip past it. And these videos were like, like they were so hated by the TikTok community. And sometimes I would be at a point where I was going to stop watching. And then that guy would come on and just because he told me, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. And it's like, stay on. (laughs) Yeah. So no, that my hate is definitely like, yeah, it does at times rot my fucking brain. But, you know, like anything, like drinking or anything, like I have to take personal responsibility, set a limit, get on, try to get off. The algorithm yeah. isn't in TikTok. It's in us. <laughs> exactly. Write that down. It reveals you. Yeah. And then I'm sure I have other hates that we can f- stumble upon, but that's, you know, that's I, the one that pops up. I'm interested uh, in your favorite accounts, any w- ones you want to shout out and like just a oh quick gosh. summary, like what they do. Oof, you're going to put me on... I put you on the spot. I, Not quite I'm on blast, bad. but on I'm, the spot. Oh, Jesus. I'm bad at this, even when it comes to, like, features and stuff. Like, I literally have to memorize things. Me like, too. If you're like, oh, you're a female director, who name your five favorite female directors. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh... There, there are none. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I women, hear you. I don't know. Um, so, fuck, you're putting me on shit. Also, Lena I don't Wachowski. look at people's handles. I also don't always look at people's handles. I don't know. That's why now um, you don't have I mean, to somebody, somebody who pops out to me, like the first person that popped out to me is this incredible non-binary jun- journalist and their account under the desk news. Um, they started reporting and their little cute, like, getcha hook, whatever, was that they would literally report under their desk and have their video and they would just sort of do like news highlights of the day and they were trying to report in a way that was like, pretty unbiased um it definitely skews more leftists which i was I gonna say by by unbiased you mean leftist right yeah by leftist <laughs> yeah uh but you know in general trying to but more more of what i think that they were trying to do is trying to report on things that mainstream media wasn't necessarily reporting on um so like that's somebody who comes into my mind another person because i just opened my tiktok to be like who's popping up is this other amazing um muslim comedian her name is farah and she's like hysterical and posts all sorts of things about like just being a hijab wearing person and being a muslim and just you know and she's just super funny with it and is always very enlightening and educational and those are like two folks that come into mind. Any good if dancing I think of ones? Other, I get so again. I there's this famous girl named Demilio something, right? Yeah, I yeah. watched their reality show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Sure. Okay. <laughs> that chick has literally never shown up on my for you page, like never once. Never once has she. So that's another reason why it's like I judge you if you do have. She keeps showing up on mine. Thirty. So I don't. Yeah. No, if you're over the age of 30, I'm like, what are you doing with this D'Amelio girl? Like, she's never shown up. Oh, another person who popped up is this hilarious actor named Brandon Cavallo. C-A-L-V-I-L-L-O. He always does these, like, incredible sketches. Cabello. There's Joe this... Cabello. Yeah, I think you, and you haven't shouted out my account yet. So, you know, well, that's weird. Well, plug yourself, Joe. Sainless Shelf Promotion. Let's I, go. I, don't, I forget my username. I think it's Joe Cabello. <laughs> 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 What's Cavallo is known for? Sorry, um, I and made it back to Excuse me? You're going to come after my name? 
Yeah. I am so gonna TikTok about you. You should. Ooh, somebody else who I love is Delaney Rowe. She's an actress who oh, makes. Oh yes, I've all, seen her. Yeah, she does all these spoofs about like tropey roles. You know, like like there's this one that it's like every female bartender ever in every movie written by a man, and she's like she's outstanding. She's the best at her. it. I've seen other she's people so try those types of videos, and she yeah. is a the goat. She is the goat, and I would love to cast her in something. Delaney, if you're listening, please hit me up. Like a leg cast or an arm cast or something. Holler at my people. My people is my dog, but yeah. Mm. (laughs) What's the dog's name? Rosa. Mm. Her name is Rosa. And you let Rosa watch TikTok? Um, No, she's underage. We don't do that in my house. (laughs) What are you you talking about, Jill? Well, I'm asking because it's an interview. Okay, it's valid. (laughs) Um, is there anything else we haven't covered before we go to the ratings? Yeah, I suppose because uh, I, you know, I gotta give a. I'm I'm an artist who lives by my truth and lives by being honest about their lives and in hopes and efforts of trying to find other people with similar experiences and helping you feel a little less alone. And one of those other things that I love about TikTok was that. And this is going to sound really cheesy to some people, but TikTok honestly helped me come out of the closet. I am bi and I'm in my late 30s. And it's something that, you know, growing up as a millennial was like super repressed. There's this term called bi erasure that like exists on both the like heterosexual and homosexual side of things that there are people on both sides uh, who don't think that bisexuality is a thing. Um, even famously in Sex in the City, like they have this scene where they're just like, oh, I think it's a stop on the way to gay town or they're just being like greedy. And uh, so, yeah, for years, I did not think that fooling around with women made me bisexual. I just thought that was something that like, oh, all girls think other girls are hot and kiss them. Right. And yeah. And it was like being on TikTok and being able to be in these communities where people are talking about their experiences and opening up about their lives and getting this like point of view of which that we didn't really have access to in the same way and seeing countless other women talking about that women who were married to men um, like I was at that time and seeing like, oh, my God, they have all the same experiences as me. And yeah, being able to face that in a really beautiful way. And then when I, of course, told all of my friends, the vast majority of them were like, dude, you didn't know that about yourself? We just assumed and you never said. (laughs) Yeah. Like all my friends were like, of course you are. Like, how did you not know? We dated for two years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Bi erasure is real. But, you know, thank you, community of TikTok and Queer Talk and the Alphabet Mafia for helping me like be open about that and be out and proud <laughs> so it's cheesy as hell but so yeah. many shout outs alphabet mafia <laughs> what up yeah what's up <laughs> amazing um all right well i think it's a perfect perfect moment like no other to go to the ratings how do ratings work crazy Joe? we're gonna rate tiktok on a scale of zero to ten using something else as the basis for our scale so that something else could be another social media like Hey, Facebook's a 0 out of 10 because it has boomers, and TikTok's a 10 out of 10 because it has Gen Zs. 
and Wise and all the others. Or it could be anything else. You could say chocolate chip cookies give me a nice warm feeling, 10 out of 10. And so does TikTok. It's a 10 out of 10. And if that doesn't make sense, guess what? Sasha and I will go first. Oh, thank God. And I'll go first. Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> I let I let it happen. Um, you know, I'll be boring but heartfelt. Uh, Instagram and no, no. <laughs> okay, got her. Uh, YouTube. So Ooh. YouTube, I think I love YouTube the most as both a creator and viewer because it still has that like long form storytelling, yeah. uh, and like if you want to put up a short film in like fucking classic cinematic looking shit or striving to be cinematic at the very least like it's there yeah. versus doing an uh, uh, 9 by 16 which <laughs> can be like that's a totally different thing to try yeah. and shoot for that and, worse, and make it cinematic yeah it's just different <laughs> and like a totally like new way of thinking about things and, and a challenge but so I love that about YouTube you could put things up there that are Freaking sketches, short films, news, anything, and I watch it all. So I give that a 10 out of 10. Love my YouTube. TikTok, you know, there's... I don't care about the Chinese thing. I don't <laughs> care about any of the it. Singaporean. The dancing. I don't really care about that either. Uh, and I don't look at it a lot, but... I think it's always cool when there's a video focused format and to see what people do of that and with it. And I'm actually recently trying to like learn it more and like create for it. So I'm going to give it a nine out of 10 too. Ooh, I, I right. think, I think it's up there. What about Vimeo? Vimeo? Oh, Vimeo, you know, it's like <laughs> it's a six... weird, right? Like it's good, but it's also like so private. It is. It's like that friend you invite to the party and they're cool for like 30 minutes and then they start getting weird and you're like, fuck, man, what happened? Yeah. And then they want to be like, can we talk about Quentin Tarantino? And you're like, oh, God. Please. That sounds sick. Oh, wait, am I Vimeo? <laughs> I think I might be Vimeo. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's got some bad wrecks for movies. Every time we try That's to watch insane. any of his wrecks. They're like unwatchable. But Yo, the thing about fucking Mothra, man, is fucking Mothra is fucking <laughs> the best Mothra fucking movie that Mothra uh, ever Quentin, did. I didn't okay? realize you were in the room. That was impressive. <laughs> that was impressive. I really didn't know you were in the room. The, um, my Quentin impression is just that exact thing. Is that every time? The thing about <laughs> fucking Clint Eastwood is he's the most <gasps> fucking Clint Eastwood every fucking oh. time. So good. Um, all right. I'm going to compare TikTok to alcohol in that it's very addictive. <laughs> and when you're doing it, you think you're doing great. Um, and it takes like a, exactly like a different consciousness developed to stop yourself from it and pull yourself out of it and be like, why? Why? Stop it. Um, yeah, I don't really drink alcohol anymore. Once in a while. And I can just, I, I can't. And it's just never done anything good for me. All, and come from a family of alcoholics, just bad, bad all around. Alcohol is a zero. Um, and I'll give TikTok like 1.5. <laughs> <laughs> to the person who's not on TikTok. Converted. Yeah, that's, that's my humble individual opinion, uh, 1.5. Um, yeah, I just, I... I 
Again, I don't doubt that there's so much interesting stuff that would expand my brain on it. I just don't know that it's the best way for me to get my brain expanded. Um, but that's just me. Most importantly, yeah. Candice, most importantly, yeah. what about you? Let's roll the dice. <sighs> oh my god, I don't know. You guys are really smart with your metaphors and similes. Fuck, we make them up 200. right before. <laughs> no, as we speak, like literally. Yeah, and yeah. But we've done it 200 times. You're going to have to edit out. You're going to have to edit out me like staring out into space and being like, I don't know. Uh, we'll put the Blue Apron ad right here. Um, okay. We'll invite okay, Tarantino. I I, oh, okay. I, think I, I, have, I was going to invite Tarantino back, but okay, go. Oh, Fine. God, please get his sexist ass out of here. <laughs> um, okay. I think I got some. If this sucks, let's do a take two, please. Um, okay. I would say I would compare TikTok to, uh, you know, like your first day at summer camp. And it's the second time you've been to summer camp, so you remember your friends from from last year. Mm -hmm. And it's like there's a lot of energy in the room, and you're super excited to see all your old friends, and maybe your crush is in the corner, and she's looking cute, and then your other crush is in the corner, and he's looking cute. And you're, like, overwhelmed, but you're (laughs) happy, and everything's great. You know, and it's awesome, and you're having lots of conversations. There's certain points where, you know, you might get a little homesick, and you might get a little, like sick from eating the crappy camp cafeteria food but at the end of the day something changed in you you grew up a little bit you learned a little bit you saw something a little naughty and you know 10 out of 10 for summer camp yay and tiktok yay amazing 20s 20s wow i love i love the polarization um in this context not in general (laughs) um amazing well candace uh, thanks so much for coming out. Shut up. I love it. Please tell us about this project you've been teasing. Yay. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I am directing and DPing, director of photography, a short film called Sun Kiss. And we are about, I think, like, I think we're like 10,000 away from hitting our funding goal. And um, it's is a movie that's based on my life and based on my experiences growing up in the 90s and being a sexual assault survivor. And it's sort of a love letter and a, and a thing of tribute to anyone who's ever said me too. And um, I'm making the story to be this like beautiful, nostalgic little slice of life in the summer day of these two girls. And they decide to foolishly take a joyride with some older guys and um yeah and i will leave it to that in terms of drama but um you know very it's not very tiktok friendly in that it is longer (laughs) than 30 seconds as nacho would be did you say did you say if it's a if it's a feature or a short film what what is it it's a short it's a short film but i do have a feature that i've written alongside it that i will hopefully be able to sell that one day and also shoot it on film the shortest sun kiss and the the features sun makeout or (laughs) exactly the features sun sexy um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah but again we're shooting on film because i love analog and i think this is like super appropriate to make a 90s based film on film so yeah amazing so you wrote it I co-wrote it with my friend Samantha Clay, and then I, yeah, I'm directing and DPing it, and yeah, I hope we get to shoot it. We just got to get some more money. So if you love cinema and you love weird queer girls, please support me. Please help make it happen. I've been also pitching it as, have you complained, this is my like, uh, 
what do you call infomercial. it? Like infomercial. My infomercial <laughs> yeah. pitch is like, have you said there's too many superhero movies? Well, donate to me because this isn't a superhero yeah. movie. Or if you, or have you said there's not enough women in cinema? Well, support a woman in cinema and donate to me. So, so there's go definitely going to be at least bucks. at least one scene where they're not going to talk about man. We know it. Um, yes. Yeah, it will pass the Bechdel the, test. They, yeah. they talk yeah. about uh, the superhero Black Widow <laughs> and uh, Kate Bishop, the Archer the only superhero. One. That killed. That joke killed uh. with Marvel fans. <laughs> I hope everybody. You know the Marvel knows crowd. They're laughing. The they laughing. They be listening. They be laughing. Uh, well, anything. I mean, anything else, Candice? Anything else? People should follow you or on TikTok. Um. What, what's your yeah tiktok situation you know it's fun you guys are gonna laugh for as much as i've been talking about tiktok i keep it a little private okay but uh but you can find me on instagram at dice rose underscore film and yeah and i just wanted to say thank you guys so much for having me on i think i think what you two are doing is amazing and i've really been enjoying getting into the show and i feel so honored to be here so thank you thank you so much i really uh enjoyed this you know like exciting conversation um, Joe, tell us what's going on with you. Chilling. Just chilling. Now, uh, go check out my YouTube. <laughs> go to JoeCabello.com. I have some links to Robot Guy Teen Team, my animated series. Woo-hoo. It's out. And then uh, I'm going to be coming out with some more videos that are non-animated, too, that are pretty mm. crazy, including, I'll give a little spoiler here, uh, getting overserved at the PGA Juniors tournament. <laughs> okay. What's that? The Professional Golf Association June okay, tournament. Right. Okay, <laughs> served. Um, can't wait. Um, and, and that's on on Instagram. We'll get to see these YouTube. videos on YouTube. You'll on YouTube. see it on Instagram, right. but see the full things on YouTube. That's right. Go on YouTube, Joe's favorite platform. Yeah, hyped it up. Yeah, snuck it in there. Snuck it in there. Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing track. And thank you for listening.